Hello, this is the ER, the Enlightened Revolution, and this is the next environmental agenda. In this podcast, we're going to talk about five things, and I'm going to try to place them in order of importance uh, for our environment. Uh, Things our environment truly needs to make our world healthy and well and normal again. Uh, My reasoning for making this blog is that I do feel like the environment is important, but I feel like that environmental groups are pawns of misdirection, or they're just foolish. But in any event, they're not dealing with the real issues at all. Instead, they're running around uh, sort of putting a feather in their hat every time they successfully force some farmer to not be able to farm part of his field, um, as though that's a triumph in the world. And and all in the name of something that they're not really defending at all, and that very often their actions actually make worse instead of better, uh, even for precisely the organisms they are alleging to protect. So uh, I could go on and on and on about that. It is not my goal here to spend a lot of time debunking the environmental uh, a plan as it exists, but suffice it to say, it's a terrible plan, and apparently those involved in it are so obsessed with their agenda that they're unwilling to look at any facts about what they're actually doing. They only want to hear things that continue to tell them that their agenda was right all along. Um, the great irony, actually, is that most of the people involved in the environmental movement are irreligious. They think religious is somehow bad because of the evils done in the name of religion, which they flatter themselves is somehow worse than what was done before religion. But they themselves are completely dogmatic in their approach, totally religious in their behavior toward environmentalism, and are creating just as many horrors as ever was done by religion in what they're doing. They're not actually dealing with the problem, and they're part of a setup to make the world uh, under the control of a very corrupt few that they think that's going to be better somehow. And so it's my observation that basically everything they're trying to do is backward. They're wired backward. And that, that of course, is a function of our day. Somebody said it this way. uh, People are inverted today. There's an inversion, which I never thought of it as an inversion. I actually reference a scripture very often which says, that uh, it's in Isaiah, and it pre- predicts that in the last days that uh, people would put light for dark and dark for light and good for evil and evil for good, that they would flip things over. They would do the reverse of what ought to be done. And, um, and that is exactly what's happening. Instead of making the world better, which they ought to be doing, they're making it worse. They're not actually dealing with any of the real problems, and that's the purpose of this podcast is let's take that energy and let's put it towards something that's going to work, that's going to help. Uh, Let's stop putting it toward things that at very best are highly controversial, that, that may not even be true at all, and in fact, in some cases, obviously are not true. There's loads of data, and yet... Uh, you, you know, you can create a study that shows anything. If you don't believe that, you haven't been paying attention. You're not awake at all. You can create a study that shows anything. You can absolutely create a study that shows up is down, the sky is yellow, the grass is black, 
the world is flat or square. You can do it absolutely for sure. No question about it. That's within your power to do. So if you, if you think you can just look at a study that happens to say what you want it to say, you're delusional. You need to be looking at real-life examples, taking in that data and assessing it based on your knowledge of nature, your knowledge of how things really work. If the only thing you're doing is deciding whether it fits your agenda or not, I got a news flash for you. You are part of the problem, and you'll stay part of the problem. I don't care which agenda you're backing. If all you care about is does it fit your agenda, you are part of the problem. So let's stop it. I think we can do better than that. So all right, enough of that ranting. Well, this whole, this whole podcast is a bit of a rant, but uh, let's go ahead and do go into these five things. This is a, I vow this is a shorter podcast uh, than some of my previous ones. These are the five things needed to uh, uh, protect and heal our environment. And, and they should consume all of our focus right now. There is no need at all to put our focus into many of the things that our focus has been on because those issues are tiny or non-existent or in many cases truly just don't exist at all, have no relevance to reality whatsoever. All right. So number one. The very first and most important thing we need to stop if we want to heal our planet, we must stop chemtrails. We need to storm the castle. We need to flood the unrighteous, uh, evil people who are, are doing this as part of, of, as part of trying to control people and control the weather and use it as weapons. We need to storm them, put them down, throw them out, Crucify them in the street if need be. There is nothing more important to our health and the health of the planet than the destruction, the removal of chemtrails. Absolutely, that is environmental enemy number one. It runs so many circles around everything else that is currently afloat that it's, it's stupid. It's, it's ludicrous. It's laughable that we even consider talking about anything else. So this is where we need to go next. Go first. Lots of things could be done. I guarantee if lawmakers get enough letters from people saying, if you don't stop the chemtrail spraying over our, over our state, I will not vote for you. I will actively campaign against you. And, you know, instead of marching and protesting what you know protesting uh, all kinds of weird things associated to agendas that are by no means certainties let's take that force and that energy and storm the un storm the capital we will not leave we will not stop talking chanting waving our flags until every chemtrail is stopped. And if you don't get it under control soon, we're going to come inside, take you out in the street, and put people in your place who will take care of the problem. We will do whatever is required. right? And, uh, but it will never come to that because when it's clear that this is a force that cannot be put down, that will not be lied to, they will just remove them. That will be the end of it. 
right? Uh, so if you don't understand chemtrails or if you bought into the modern version, you're an idiot, right? You need to, to, to reconsider your thinking and find out what's really going on with chemtrails, right? Uh, they've been going, they've been sprayed at least since the 1960s. It had nothing to do with global warming. That's a lie. And in any event, if it, you know, what are, what are we doing with, with chemtrail discussion on the CIA website? Since when did they have anything to do with protecting the environment? And that's where it's found. That's where you can find the information on modern chemtrails alleging to protect against global warming. There was no global warming when they started spraying. In fact, global warming happened after they started spraying. So if you want to blame something, blame that. In fact, there's some good, uh, good evidence to suggest that uh, spraying chemtrails warms the planet substantially. It's still not the cause of global warming, nor is it going to prevent the global cooling that's coming next. But they are the number one factor that humans are involved with. Instead of trying to control your neighbor instead of yourself, stop the chemtrails. You will never be healthy. Your brain will never function correctly. You will never have another healthy meal in your life unless we can stop the chemtrails. They are diluting the, the mineral content of our bodies. They're literally washing the minerals out. They are creating a lot of stress which then washes out stress vitamins and micronutrients. Plants grown in soil that have been exposed to chemtrails, uh, the microbiome is damaged, so the plants cannot have a healthy balance of nutrients. Animals fed that feed are always deficient. You, can, you will not have another healthy meal until it's fixed. It's affecting our breathing. It's affecting our health. It's affecting our happiness. It needs to be stopped now. We can do something about it. We must. We must begin the fight. Just ignore the response from the governor and from your senators and congressmen. Send them letter after letter after letter. I am actively against you until those chemtrails are gone from my state, from my county, from my region. When I no longer look up and see any chemtrails, you can have my support again. And I will actively tell everyone who will listen that that's what we're doing. That's going to make a difference. That's going to hurt. There are other things we can do that are active things to let them know this is unacceptable. To let them know we, not they, are the people this country is made up of. They don't make up the country. They're expendable. They can be replaced by people doing a lot better job. We are the people of this country. We get to decide, and we're not putting up with it anymore. Number two, genetically modified organisms. The spread of the genetically modified uh, uh, DNA from plant to plant, field to field, has now uh, caused uh, so many changes that it looks as though um, in many categories Plants can't even grow normally anymore, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's spreading throughout the world. Uh, Europe has outlawed GMOs over most of Europe. Some countries let it in. Uh, they are a major threat to our health. 
They are a major threat to the microbiome of the soil. Do you know what it means when you get genetically modified food growing in your field? It means you can spray them heavily and they'll survive. The, your crops will survive, but the soil will be decimated. The microbiome of the soil will definitely be decimated. The plants themselves are not going to be healthy. Traditional corn grown in a healthy environment without chemtrails, you could live off of just corn. You try living off of corn today, in five years you'll starve completely to death, if not sooner. Right? You cannot do it. And yet there were people who lived their entire lives on corn prior to that. We need to get rid of the GMOs. It is the next biggest thing. They are opening the door for free license for dumping an unlimited number of chemicals into our environment. And chemicals in our environment come in many ways, and they are all a threat to our health and our environment. We need to manage that. I'm not suggesting that we have to get rid of all of it, but we need to manage it much better than we are, recycle better than we are, do sensible things better than we are. But of all of those things, this is the biggest problem. Number three, we need to create a local food production system. This is easily done. All we need is some money and influence backing this. I could do it. I have the information necessary to put a team together doing this, building houses much cheaper that the person living in it can pay for just off of the surplus produce produced in an attached hothouse, which also both heats and cools the house. This house will leave a positive effect on the microclimate in the region. I'm talking about every house that's built makes the world greener. That's within our grasp. We don't need new technology. We just need uh, enough support to get it going so that people can start moving into those houses and, and start experiencing the fact that they're growing all their own food, fresh, healthy, raw, protected from chemtrails. And from that, we will see it grow on its own. ER, the environmental agenda. I got cut off, so we're um, putting this into two pieces. So we finished up talking about uh, local pr food production in houses built for that purpose. These are um, uh, going to, and, and my finishing up point was, these are going to perpetuate themselves. Once we get people living in them, moving in them, talking about them, uh, then anyone who's disposed to put in the work to grow their own produce or who has a gift for that is going to want to live in one of these houses. And they will naturally proliferate themselves throughout the country and then the world. And we may not be able to put them in the densest populated cities, but we can put them all over in the outlying areas and uh, making it possible even for those cities, possibly, to have a lot of produce available, uh, which is fresh and raw, which can be brought in. Uh, and uh, can give them food without transporting at long distances. Uh, that's higher quality, that's grown in a situation where 
the environment is in every way benefited. Now, uh, there's a lot more to be said about that and to be learned about that, and some of it is very important, but it's not going to fit in this podcast very well uh, because it, it requires a much bigger discussion. But agriculture can be done in such a way that everything about it makes the planet greener. Uh, in fact, in fact, it's the only way, really, to solve certain problems like desertification, which is where uh, the desert is encroaching on otherwise productive areas. If you don't do wise agriculture, wise intensive grazing in those areas, the desert is going to continue to expand. And uh, so we, as a, as a people, it's funny, we've advanced so far, and yet we've come to this place where we're slowly imploding because we're so uh, determined to make everything work based on defiling nature and defying nature and instead of working with nature, which has so much more potential than anything we're doing with technology that it's stupid. And yet here we are. We, we can't make our way forward. We're all about war. We're all about competition. We're all about controlling other people instead of ourselves. Uh, we're all about every single thing that's wrong. And consequently, we're not getting results that are better. In fact, every step we take uh, makes the world worse. And it can't be solved with the kind of thinking we currently have. It cannot be solved in the path we're currently following. All right. Uh, so number four, uh, Chemicals used in agriculture and packaging. That's the next step. Uh, so much can be done. Now, if we can get food grown locally, gathered locally, you know, people uh, traveling short distances to get it, or just walking down the street in their neighborhood, uh, obviously packaging for food becomes less of a problem. Uh, packaging, we're so obsessed with convenience and control and just making everything... Uh, consumer friendly uh, that we are sort of afraid to try out some alternative things for fear it might cost us money or create problems right and yet that's exactly what must be done we must come up with alternative options Th this is not an insurmountable obstacle but it's it's something that's not being done very well plastics are still way overused of all of the traditional environmental agendas, uh, the use of plastics is probably the most universally accepted. Everybody knows it's a problem. Nobody's dealing with it very well, however. Uh, everything we pack in plastics. And obviously, transportation, we need to do something about that. Chemicals used in agriculture is just bad thinking. Uh, the production of agriculture and the quality of the food goes down substantially when you bring in a lot of chemicals. So using those chemicals, dumping the fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, it's kind of laziness. It's sort of like I want to make a lot of money and I don't want to think or work hard or step outside the box. But that, of course, doesn't work. Now... Uh, not at all. It's it's absolutely devastating our the quality of our food supply. Now compared to chemtrails, it's barely worthy of discussion. It's seriously just not very important. And yet it is important 
and it is something that is creating problems long term. Those pesticides off gas and break down and and create a toxic, toxic world, toxic water supply. Everything gets changed. Everything gets shifted. The entire world is being poisoned by them. And um, farmers seem to be able to do nothing, nothing but argue. Uh, well, uh, it's not doing that much harm. And, and you guys are just being radical. And no, this is not radical. I am not a traditional tree hugger. I am not here just because... I hate everything that's organized in a way that I didn't decide was good, right? Which is the traditional tree hugger. They're, they're, they're a hypocritical liar. They don't understand what they're even talking about. They just have an agenda and they're against everyone that they've decided is against their agenda without even knowing what they're against or for or how to even help the world be better. I'm not that. The chemicals going into the environment are harmful. They're harmful to the consumer. The quality of the food goes down, and the environment is irreparably damaged. We need to make that change. It can be done. The information's out there. Lots of people know how to do good organic farming. Lots of people. It can be done. It can be done even more productively than we're currently doing it. And as I said, one of the problems is that we're getting all of our food from just... the One of the big problems with the world today, the instability... The, at the heart of the instability of our world is all the dependence we have on central resources. Uh, and we're doing that with agriculture. We're way too dependent on these big production sources. And what we need to do is be dependent on a couple of houses in our neighborhood that produce way more food than they need. And that's their entire living is just growing food in their attached hothouse, which is just fun to do. They harvest it, they bring it out, you pick it up, buy a share from them or however they want to do it, and now this person's paying for their house that way, and they work for themselves, and they help the world be greener, and everything about what they're doing is good. That's obtainable, that's an attainable goal. It is not a difficult thing, actually. Uh, it could really take the world by storm probably within 10 to 20 years. And, uh, you know, it would be great if we could make changes faster than that. But that kind of change, uh, it takes time and infrastructure and people to realize that it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to work. It's Those homes are going to be sellable. They're going to be, you're going to be able to live in them. You're going to be able to make money off of them. Uh, we need a system, obviously, in place that works. and uh, But that's not really a problem. That's just taking steps. And uh, so there, there are no big obstacles involved in this process. And uh, so these are plans that I'm not going into in detail here, but they're plans that are all in my head. This is a, a very designable, a, achievable goal. Uh, number five, and finally, we need protection for those who invent real solutions. Now, here's what's happened in the past. Uh, we have people all over the place that are talking about how, well, it just doesn't work to, to create... Uh, non-oil, you know, non-petroleum solutions for transportation and energy. It just doesn't work. That's a lie. That's a lie from the champion of all liars. And, uh, and those people are selling you that because they are trying to maintain a status quo that is all about control. It's not true at all, and they know it's not true. 
The truth is, many people, myself included, know individuals personally who designed and developed something that would revolutionize everything. Uh, just a few years back, a guy developed, uh, or a company developed solar panels that were so much more efficient than the ones we traditionally use, you could tack them to the side of your house and they would still, just using ambient light, they would still run circles around any solar panel in existence today, including the big expensive ones that taxpayers' dollars are putting up out in these big solar farms, which aren't even going to make the world cleaner. We have so much, uh, uh, you know, well, that that's another discussion, but but... But the way power is traditionally made in this country has been cleaned up to the point that there's almost nothing given off by those power plants but steam in the form, well, distilled water in the form of steam. Uh, there are no pollutants whatsoever, none at all, in a coal-powered uh, power plant. And, um, and yet now we're going to use all this petroleum just in the setup and manufacture and transport, and oh, let's not forget transporting everything in plastic, to set up these ginormous solar form, farms that aren't even efficient, and we're still going to have people dependent on central resources. We haven't solved any of the problems of instability in our world. What we need is good quality stuff that individuals can buy, and every individual is independent. Now, that's attainable. The problem is it doesn't put money in the pockets of people who are already too rich anyway, right? And I'm not trying to take their money away and reorganize it. I am not a socialist. But they need to just suck it up and take one for the team, right? The world is going to be better in every way if homes operate independently. Nobody is dependent on central resources. The world is safer. It's harder to take apart. Everything is better. It is more abundant. People can help each other more. They're less stressed. They can live on less dependence. Uh, families can be healthier and happier and less stressed. The world will be better in every way. Uh, anyway, these solar panels were developed along about the same time as a battery that is lighter and uh, about three times as efficient as the old batteries. And you could just power your whole house this way just by hanging them on the side of your house. No big expensive investment. Oh, and the best part, they could be manufactured for about a third the cost of regular solar panels. Wow. Why isn't there uh, solar panels like that on everybody's house? Well, the company that developed it is still in business. They're still working. Guess what? You cannot buy any of their products. They've got a contract that's scooping up all of it and nobody sees any of it. Same thing happened with a solar uh, device. It's called the wind, or not, not solar, wind device called the wind dynamo. It's a kind of windmill. It's unbelievably efficient, can be screened off so bats and birds can't get in there and get killed. Uh, it's, it, it will work almost with just the pressure differential between the sides of your house just by putting it on the roof. You don't need to put it on a high pole. It'll work on the roof of your house. And it makes cleaner electricity. Uh, wind uh, electricity isn't always clean. It has, to, it has a lot of waveforms that are hard on electronics. Doesn't happen with this. It's much better. Why aren't we using those? Same thing. I know that guy personally. 
Guess what? His company has contract selling all of those. You cannot buy them under any circumstances. They're gone. All of them. Where are they going? Why don't we have huge companies doing this all over the world, paying him a percentage? Because the bottom line is the, the oil industry is the leverage over the entire world. And any threat to that is a threat to those who, who have corrupt agendas about seizing power, who want to use their power to manipulate the world. When you give people their independence, guess what? It disappears. We need protection for those who invent real solutions, things that will keep them, people who will give them money and step in and give them real protection, who understand how to do that so that we can have the proceeds from their efforts, right? Uh, cars have been made that just run off water, highly efficient. In the 1950s, that was done. And guess what? Uh, he, he was a, a friend of my dad's. He went to General Motors uh, to sell them his idea. They bought it, then destroyed it. They had complete rights over all of his, all of his research. Shortly thereafter, he disappeared. And that story is, is so trite, it's ridiculous. Over and over and over, somebody invents something that's going to change everything, give power back to the individual, keep them healthier, keep the world better, and boom, they disappear. We need an organization that is structured to protect them and keep the rights in their hands and keep the production paying them and yet hand it out to the world so that we can actually make the world better. We don't need new technology. We just need to use the technology that's here. Of course, now we have the problem that we have these huge entities who own that technology, and they're not going to give it to you, and there's no legal, moral way to take it back from them in most cases. Some cases, the person was just destroyed and disappeared. But in other cases, there's no legal way to, to take that information back. But going forward, inventions are being come up with all the time. But most of the time, if they're a genuine threat, the, the person either disappears along with their inventions or some contractor comes, takes it all. They're happily slaving away, making their, their change to the world. And, of course, none of it's ever being seen anywhere. And that we get a lot of that. We need to make that change. Now, if we put our effort into these five points, we're going to see real changes. In fact, just getting rid of chemtrails will change the world so much for the better we can't even understand it. We, we, none of us alive today can remember what the world was like before it was this sick. It was just too long ago. It was in the 1960s. Uh, most of the world wasn't even alive. Much less old enough to remember what life was like before the chemtrails started screwing everything up. So uh, if we want to carry this enlightened revolution forward... Part of the Enlightened Revolution includes the environment. we got to quit squabbling over stupid things that don't make any sense and put our effort where it's going to count. And once that happens, we can make changes in the world that are the kind of changes we want. Now, later on, maybe if we can get sane people, uh, we might need to protect some species in certain areas. But 
lately, most of the species that really need protection have had it for a long time. All the other species that they go chasing down, well, this is a different subspecies because, you know, it lives on the north side of the hill, right? That's just nonsense. And uh, much of the time that I've encountered uh, actual cases I know all about, it, it hasn't even been true. They literally fabricated it because they thought it must be true, even though it wasn't. And then they create a big problem for everybody based on no information whatsoever. And, uh, and we don't need that. We don't need that. If we're going to protect the environment locally, we need local people who know the environment making the decisions, not somebody who swoops in from outside and orders everybody around who doesn't even know the territory and who doesn't even know if they're right. There's so many stories I can tell you about that that it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. So let's make a change. If you're an environmentalist and you listen to this and you're all chapped, before you decide to get all angry, take a real close look at what's really going on. And when you come to terms with the truth, then how about you get on board with something that's going to make a difference? That's what we're talking about here. Thanks for listening to the ER.